Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it all massively helps out our channel. Before we do get into today's stories, I just want to thank a new member from over on Patreon called Doodlebub. Thank you so much for your support. It really helps out the channel, and I can't express that enough. Thank you once again, and let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story is flying in from Tough Canary, and it does come with an update as well. And it's called, Am I the Arsehole for Moving My Kids One and a Half Hours Away From My Parents? Five years ago, I, 33 female, had a bad divorce with two small kids. Father is not in the picture and will likely never be as it stands. I temporarily moved in with my parents to get back on my feet. In that time, my parents, kids, and I relocated across the country. Once here, we got a house to share and split everything 50-50. My parents are retired and have not made efforts to branch out. I've gotten a grad degree, friends, a great job. After three years of being single and focusing on my kids, I began seeing someone a year ago. He's 35 and has a great career, excellent with my kids, and we're discussing marriage. In the past months, my boyfriend, kids, and I moved in together, and we are happy. In the past, there were boundary issues with my parents. While my dad let me parent, my mum was very critical. I feel I'm a devoted parent, and other friends and family tell me that I do a great job. My mum crosses boundaries often, and it's noticed many times by my friends and family. She can be controlling and is used to us abiding. An example would be calling me crazy and being very upset that I took the kids on vacation five hours away. Now, an opportunity is presented for my boyfriend and I to relocate to a smaller town one and a half hours away. My boyfriend is successful in a unique line of work that's very geographically limited and has turned down offers to live abroad, petitioning for a location closer to where we are now so my kids can stay close to family. This move is not entirely optional for him to maintain his position. My job is flexible. The town has good schools, is safer and easier living. The kids are excited and had no concerns regards seeing their grandparents less days per week. My parents would go from seeing the kids before and after school to on the weekends. I broke the news to my family and they are furious. I assured them that we'd be back to the city almost all weekends and they could visit any time. They told me they would never have moved here if they knew we'd be an hour and a half away. They were devastated and felt used and abused. I never would have accepted their help if I knew I'd be expected to live within a certain radius indefinitely. I feel like I owe them for their support when I was going through the worst time of my life. I love my parents and will forever be grateful for their help. Right now, their weekday revolves around the kids. They don't have hobbies, friends, or jobs, so I know it's an adjustment. I feel this is the best move for us, the kids, our careers, and peace of mind. 
I see a future with my boyfriend. He fought to be close to us and is committed to me and two kids that aren't biologically his. Am I the asshole for relocating? Now, this may sound harsh, but I gotta say it's a not the arsehole from me. Just because, you know, you've got to lead your own life, you need to do what's best for your kids and your family. And you would think, you know, the parents would be happy that OP has turned their life around with their help as well. Let's not forget that. With their help as well. And they should be able to move on and enjoy the rest of their life the way they want to. And let's face it, an hour and a half is not that far away. One of my brothers lives like three hours away from me and we visit each other often still. And when he was moving away with his his current wife, we was really happy for him. And I'm just glad that he, he's doing well with his life now. And I think that's what the parents need to be looking at from this is that, you know, sure, they will miss them. An hour and a half isn't that far, let's face it, but they will miss them regardless. And they just need to be happy that they're moving on. And I think that's the way to look at it to me anyway. And we'll start with Sam Cruise chef saying, not the arsehole. An hour and a half really isn't that much of a burden. And a deleted user says, not the arsehole. They're trying to make themselves the center of your universe. And 876B876 says, not the arsehole. As the mother, if you feel this move will improve yours and children's lives, then go for it. It may even force your parents to make friends, get some hobbies and enjoy a little freedom. This may even bring you closer as a family. Give the kids a chance to miss their grandparents and spend memorable quality time. And Serious Cauliflower says, not the arsehole. An hour and a half is not a long drive. You have no obligation to entertain your parents. Yes, they helped you, but that didn't come with terms and conditions of you having to live within a certain distance from them. And Bell Punk says, not the arsehole. Your parents can't expect you to live with them forever. Things change and they need to adapt. They should be happy that you have found someone who wants to build a life with you and your kids. And Scorpio6519 says, not the asshole. They're ridiculous. It's an hour and a half, no biggie. My grandkids live seven hours from me. I see them pretty much every other month. I wish they were only one and a half hours away, but life didn't work that way. And Calvin Ball XYZ says, not the asshole. What was the reason for everyone to move across the country? And OP replied to this saying, a few reasons. We have a lot of family here and the cost of living is low. My parents were wanting to retire here and I told them if I was able to join with the kids legally, I'd be happy to have a fresh start. I got the green light and we all moved around the same time. Now we're gonna move on to the update to see what that says. And let's hope for a positive one here, guys. Fingers crossed. So the update says, first, I have to thank you all for helping me keep perspective on this when it all went down. I was in the thick of it that the opinions of complete strangers were exactly what I needed. Long story short, not only did we move one and a half hours away, we ended up 1,500 miles away. When the pandemic affected both of our jobs, the original move from the original post never happened. After the reaction I received to that move, when the time came to discuss options after our world turned upside down in 2020, I didn't have the capacity to account for anyone's wishes but mine, my partner and my kids. Trying to placate others with the original move got me nowhere and things actually got worse with the control and disrespect. I started looking at the situation critically and realizing how damaging it was that my life as a grown adult was an apparent open forum for the whole family. While I never wanted to hurt them, I saw the writing on the wall if I kept allowing that dynamic. One day during the quarantine, I had a major realization. I didn't want to grow old and look back on a life I didn't recognize. I had made so many decisions by default, people pleasing and letting myself be swayed from what would be best for me by other people's interests. I didn't want to live one more day compromising. We ended up moving to a beautiful city and getting jobs with a lot more security. Bought our dream house, the kids are thriving. 
I stopped living trying to please everyone else. I received a huge amount of blowback but stood my ground. Cut back contact majorly. Started talking to a counselor. I had no idea how badly everything was affecting me and I feel so much better. I don't know why I felt so compelled to post again. I guess it's part gratitude for Reddit helping to affirm what I felt and giving me the guts to change the way things were going. Another part is hoping that anyone reading this in a similar situation finds the strength to change. If you're an adult making healthy and safe choices for your family, please don't let yourself be manipulated by others' motives. Don't allow unspoken social contracts to guilt you into situations that make you anything less than happy. And that is one of the main reasons I love an update and I love reading these stories because hopefully reading a couple of these stories in the situations and they may have helped others and I really hope that they have. But what are your thoughts on this one? And we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from a throwaway account. Am I the asshole for letting my daughter wear an expensive dress to my sister's house? Hi all, me, my husband, and our 15-year-old daughter, Georgia, went to my sister's place for lunch this weekend. Georgia is very bright. She completed her exams early and is now studying more advanced material. She's a big fashionista, a lot more than I was at that age. She loves pretty clothes and outfits, and we're happy to get her as much as we can, provided that she behaves well and keeps up the good grades. The lunch with my sister was fairly casual, but Georgia wore her new pink dress. My sister isn't well off as we are, unfortunately. She's raising three children on her own and her job isn't a high paying one. In the past, she asked me if Georgia could tone down her outfits when we come to visit because she doesn't want her kids being upset because they can't afford things like that. I do get my sister's point, but it's not down to me to police what Georgia wears. I've spoken to Georgia, but I left the final decision to her. Anyway, so we went for lunch and Georgia ended up getting into an argument when my sister's 13-year-old Lucy asked about the dress and where it was from. Georgia answered that it didn't matter because Lucy couldn't afford it anyway. We told Georgia to shut up as soon as the comment left her lips, but it soon ended up with Georgia and Lucy screaming at each other. My sister made the kids vanilla milkshakes and Lucy decided to throw hers all over Georgia, ruining the dress. Georgia burst into tears and to be fair, my sister did bring her a change of clothes. I said that if the dress was permanently ruined, I wanted my sister to reimburse us. My sister has refused and said that it was our responsibility because my daughter wore an expensive dress despite being warned not to. That dress cost a couple of hundred and washing it has failed to completely remove the stains. Frankly, I don't care about my sister's warnings. We can't make Georgia wear what she doesn't want to and it's not our problem that she can't control her child and stop her ruining a beautiful dress. Am I the asshole? And we're going to start straight in the comments with Hitchin Post on this one saying everyone sucks here. Look, a giant hypocrite. Let's get this out of the way first. Of course, the milkshake thing was not justified and makes the other girl an asshole, which is why this gets into the category of everybody sucking. But one, why is it that you protest that you can't control Georgia, but expect your sister to be able to control her daughter's behavior? Seems like either teenagers are uncontrollable or they aren't. And your stance is wholly hypocritical. Two, feels like a good teaching moment for Georgia. You say she gets nice clothes as long as she gets good grades and behaves right. Well, the class's bullshit she talked to her cousin is not behaving. Therefore, she has one less nice dress based on your agreement. And Anna Carey says, you're the asshole. If Georgia receives any offers to tour a chocolate factory, <laughs> I highly recommend you decline. <laughs> 
And Tiffy the doc says your family is the asshole. She has a minor which literally makes your job to police what she wears. Your daughter's comment was rude, disrespectful, and reflects very poorly on you and your husband as well as her. What do you do with your daughter's old clothes? Do you give them all to Lucy? All of my old clothes went to my younger cousin, and that had zero to do with income. Learn some effing respect and teach your daughter. Me01 says, since I'm not going to call a child an arsehole, I will go with you're the arsehole. Your daughter could have politely answered the questions instead of being rude about it. Your daughter is 15 and based on what you have said here, you are raising a brat. And Motorhead says, you're the arsehole. Georgia should be allowed to wear whatever she pleases, but you've built her up to be some sort of saint when it turns out she's a complete brat. If I were your sister, I'd rightfully be pissed the F off by her vile and hurtful comments. Your child lacks discipline and manners. If I were you, I'd be looking to correct this ASAP whilst thinking of how to apologize effectively to your niece and sister. And Content Weekend 7285 says, You're the asshole. If my daughter said something like that to another girl, she'd be donating those beautiful clothes. You might dress her nicely, but you raised her poorly. And we'll have one more from Miss Mixer saying, Everyone sucks here, then quotes, We can't make Georgia wear what she doesn't want to. And it's not our problem that she can't control her child and stop ruining a beautiful dress. Then goes on to say, So you can't stop what your daughter wears or the fact that she is an enormous snob, but your sister should be able to control her daughter's emotions. Georgia was a jerk to her cousin. Being a jerk has consequences sometimes. Now, what are your thoughts on this story? And we'll move on to another one. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And this next story comes from Redditor 7639. Am I the asshole for not downplaying my musical skills in front of my sister's in-laws? So I realize this is a rather petty family feud, but I want to see if I'm in the wrong. I-25 female have a twin sister, Emma. She's getting married and her in-laws are musicians. Emma is very academically gifted. I am very much not. The only thing she isn't better at than me is music. I built a career on playing the piano while she has always been struggling with it. My parents invited Emma's in-laws over for a family dinner and we knew they would expect me to play the piano. Since my parents told them I'm a musician and they said they would love to hear me when they come over, they already heard Emma play before. Emma asked me to downplay my abilities and play worse than her so she would have a better impression. I refused for two reasons. One, I believe someone's talent isn't another person's shortcoming so me doing something well will not reflect badly on her. And two, I wasn't going to make myself look intentionally bad in front of people of my own profession. Emma was furious and said I was just getting back at her because she keeps referring to me as the dumb twin in front of people. I said she's just throwing a tantrum because for once she couldn't keep up her better twin image. Our mum says I should have downplayed my skills because they are my sister's in-laws, not mine. 
But since Emma openly called me dumb in front of my boyfriend, I don't feel like I was in the wrong for refusing, especially since I didn't badmouth her. I just refused to lie about myself. Are my mum and Emma right and am I the asshole here? The bloody cheeky so-and-so, someone that refers to you as the dumb twin, has the cheek, the bloody cheek, to make that request to you. I know, I'd have been playing that piano, I'd have been doing all sorts, <laughs> I'd have been really jazzing up and sitting there dancing at the same time. <laughs> and the mum as well is an absolute as for telling you to play down your skills as well. Now, I'd love to be able to play piano. It's something that I've always wanted to learn, but you know, one of those things that I don't have time for as well. I learned a few notes and how all the notes work and stuff, but didn't go any further than that. No, you rock those skills and you enjoy yourself and don't let someone call you dumb twin anymore either. But Silphy Star says, not the asshole. Your mum and your twin are pieces of work. Mum for telling you once again, be the dumb twin in order to help perpetuate a lie to your in-laws, also making you look unprofessional. Your twin for being so petty, yet having no problem constantly insulting your, air quotes, lack of intelligence compared to you. You made the right choice. You held up both your personal and professional standards with grace and not a single verbal insult in sight. And Cat Got Your Tongue says, not the arsehole. Emma is insecure and completely off key. Way, good one. You're (laughs) You're a professional pianist for fuck's sake. Also, the only dumb twin is the one that wants people to act incompetent so she can look good in comparison. I can't believe she's 25 years old. Shake my head. Hope the fiance is taking note. (laughs) Is that another one? (laughs) (laughs) name to come says not the arsehole if she refers to you as a dumb twin it took quite a lot of audacity and entitlement to even make this kind of request in the first place this is what you do for a living it's wildly inappropriate to expect you to play badly for her benefit but given that she is so verbally abusive to you in other arenas it's an even worse request and carbine pro says yeah not the arsehole you're a professional musician her family has already heard her play before How does she know that they won't get suspicious if a professional is playing worse than their daughter-in-law? If that plan was exposed, she'd be incredibly embarrassed. If anything, downplaying your finely tuned abilities is patronizing to her. It's honestly pathetic that she feels as though she can't impress her in-laws through other means. Has she tried impressing them with her abilities? Now, what would you do in this situation if someone told you to downplay one of your skills for their benefit? How would you deal with that? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And this next story comes from UnlikelyRub863. Am I the arsehole for not sharing my hotel room with my family that never plans ahead? My family has a wedding coming up next month. Knowing I'd be in the wedding, I went to book my hotel room as soon as I knew the date, about six months ago. I was shocked to see that all the nicer hotels in the area were going for $600 per night, which is too much, especially since I'm in the wedding and will stay multiple nights. I ended up just getting a room at an okay hotel near the venue and for just $10 more a night at $150, I got an upgraded corner room. Single room but larger with a pull-out couch. I told my family about the hotel situation and told them to book it now, especially since they wouldn't be charged until check-in and could cancel up until the day before check-in. At the time, they made fun of me for staying at such a budget hotel, basically saying they wouldn't be caught dead in a place like that and if it's their first hotel stay since COVID, they want to stay somewhere nicer. A few months go by and the bride messages me to make sure I booked a room because the hotel prices are ticking up. 800 for the nice hotels and 200 for the budget one. I tell her I'm good and remind my family to book ASAP. 
Well, here we are a month before the wedding and they didn't book a room. They thought the prices would come down as the date got closer. Now the budget hotel is fully booked and the only hotels within 30 minutes are 1,000 per night. They now want to stay in my room with my husband and I. It would be my parents, sister, brother, and his girlfriend. They want to bring air mattresses. I mean, technically we could fit, but I just feel like they never plan ahead and I'm always going out of my way to solve their problems. Plus, my husband and I haven't taken any time off since our wedding in 2019. And since we are saving for a house, I don't see us doing another trip anytime soon. I told my family this, but they think I am too good for them. I just want to spend some quality time with my husband and their lack of planning shouldn't derail my weekend. Am I the arsehole? What's the popular saying people always turn to when, um, when people don't plan ahead? Is it something like lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine? And not only that, I'm not sure what hotels are like all around the world, but any hotel I've been, if you were sneaking people in, you'd be kicked out. So I wouldn't even risk that. I wouldn't even consider it anyway. I wouldn't want to spend, there's no way I'd want to spend an evening with that many people crammed into one room, using the toilet at all hours, snoring. No, thank you. That doesn't sound like a good time to me. This is a them issue. But Anna Karee says, not the asshole. No, no, you said you wouldn't be caught dead here. I couldn't possibly let you stay and have to live with the shame. And Gapeach2333 says, not the asshole. You're not even really allowed to have that many people in a hotel room. That sounds absolutely ridiculous. If they all want to share a room, they can share the cost of an expensive one. Hope you and your husband have a wonderful time. And downright mystical says, you are most definitely not the asshole. Remind them that they look down their noses at such a budget hotel and that you told them twice to book one. It is not your fault they didn't and you have no burden of responsibility to help them fix their mistake. On top of that, you being in the wedding, I'm sure you'll have enough going on without having to deal with them. Not to mention the hotel itself would surely have a lot to say about it. That many people in one room would probably break fire regs, just for starters. Be firm, it's their problem, not yours. Zen Elderpin says, link them to some campgrounds. They wouldn't be caught dead there, remember? When you check in or beforehand, let them know that there are people stalking you and you need to have different name on the reservation. I've done that for people to protect their privacy and we log it at the front desk. Then the family can't find you to crash your room, which you know they will do. Now, what do you guys make of today's collection of stories? What are your verdicts on today's collection of stories? I would love to know if you have a moment of your time to share it, but no pressure either. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and spending 20 minutes with the channel today. It means the absolute world. Thank you so, so much. And again, let me know what you're up to today. I would love to hear it and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.